Welcome to another exciting episode of the Miles Podcast. Today is, I don't fucking know, I never look at the calendar. Why do you people ask me these things? You're like, Miles, you gotta say the date at the beginning of the podcast. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Don't make me. Anyways, it's like October 11th, October 12th, something along those lines of 2019. I'm coming at you with a couple things to ramble about and talk about and stuff. So yeah, hopefully you will enjoy this. Thank you for the response that I got uh, on the last episode. People seem to enjoy that one. Thank you. Always appreciate it. So I wanted to, to today to we'll go over a couple things. I got a uh, I got the first topic, which is unpopular opinions, uh, which I'm going to tell you a couple of my unpopular opinions. And you know what? If uh, if you any of you guys got any unpopular opinions, you know, let me know. Or if you agree or disagree, that'll be fun. I'm um, going to talk about some candy and Chick-fil-A again, because I love talking about Chick-fil-A. Boy, howdy. Love their chicken. Hate them as a company. Love the chicken. And then uh, the listener, I did a poll a while ago, um, the listener topic suggestion. I had uh, two of them, and I'm happy to talk about both of them, and it'll be fun. So let's talk about unpopular opinions. Motherfucking hitting the mic professional here unpopular opinions um like a like a really good popular opinion is i don't know what's a good popular opinion fuck i don't even have one of those okay um i'm gonna talk about mine fuck it i think bacon is okay meh i don't understand the fascination why people are so fucking horny over bacon i mean it's not bad but like on the grand scheme of bacon, like, you can get some pretty shitty bacon. And, like, a lot of the time when you get bacon on something, you're getting that shitty bacon. Like, at McDonald's or at Dunkin' Donuts especially. Just go with the sausage. The s- sausage is so much better. So, and and I, I want to say maybe it was about uh, nine years ago, ten years ago. I think it was when I was in high school. People started getting into bacon. Like, you'd go out to the mall, and then people would have, like, you know, oh, it's a bacon t-shirt. Like, who the fuck wants to wear a t-shirt with bacon on it? Or, um, like, a Hot Topic. I don't like going there, but they have, like, bacon-flavored gum or bacon-flavored breath mints. Uh, And then you go over to Spencer's, and then they have bacon-flavored butt lube. And all kinds of things. And I don't like that it's just... They've injected it into everything. Bacon, chocolate and bacon. Putting bits of fucking bacon in it. Not a fan. If I go to a breakfast buffet and I have the option of bacon or sausage, I go with the sausage like nine times out of ten. I almost would say ten times out of ten. I guess I don't I don't go out of my way for it because I don't care for it. Um, it's alright. I guess the things that I, I genuinely don't mind bacon on is, like, I don't mind it on a burger or with breakfast. And that's it. I don't want it in any anything else. Just those two. That's it. Stop fucking cramming it in everything. Everything. Uh, another unpopular opinion. And I think this is more, um, it's a weird opinion for, for someone my age. Because I feel like I'm the the target demographic for for this item nowadays, this food, and that is avocados. Avocados seem just like a, a hipster young people fruit 
and they're gross. It's just mushy green goo. Doesn't really taste like anything, but oh jeez, it's a super fruit and you gotta eat it. Well, you know, fucking, they were saying pomegranates were fucking super fruits like 10 years ago and to eat pomegranates nonstop. I don't remember what the other super fruits were, but there, there's been a couple things over the years that people are like, oh, apricots. It'll give you longevity or uh, make you dick hard or something. I don't know what they'd said. So avocados are the new superfruit. Everyone's like, oh, guacamole, gotta shove it in everything. No, you don't. No, you don't. But unlike bacon, where I can, you know, I can get past, you know, the, the hype of it and still enjoy bacon every now and then. Avocados, nope, I don't enjoy those at all. Nope, those are uh, no good to me. Uh, so the the last of the Miles uh, unpopular opinions, I guess. Uh, and it's probably going to piss off some people. And I, you know what? That's okay. That's why, why it's an unpopular opinion, because not everybody agrees with it. I don't like Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, again, I was the target demographic for Harry Potter when I was a kid. Like, the books were still coming out. I think when they got popular when I was in elementary school, they might have been on, like, the third book. Or the third book had just come out or something, or the fourth book. I don't know. And I remember as a kid, like, everyone's like, oh, boy, you got to read the, the, the Harry Potter books. They're going to come out with a movie. And I saw the book, and the book is like, I don't know, 700 pages long. Granted, there's only like 10 words per page, and apparently it's a very easy read. But now I'm 25. I have not read past the, the back cover, and chances are I never will. Like, I saw a couple of the movies. They were okay. I didn't mind them. Nah, I don't get why people are so into it. But I guess the same thing can be said, like, why people don't understand why I'm, uh, I'm into uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, or, like, why I'm into collecting old video games and weird music sometimes. So I get it. You know, everyone's got their hobbies and, and things that they appreciate in pop culture, but I don't know. That's one of those weird ones that I, I never understood why it picked up in popularity why people in their 20s are still, like, fucking Harry Potter, you know, really freaking out about it. But, you know, to each their own. Fair enough. All that good jazz. So we're getting to, you know, getting into the fall season, and everything now is uh, pumpkin spice. Now, okay, so I guess an, uh, a guilty pleasure of mine is I, I actually don't mind pumpkin spice. I don't like it on everything, of course, you know, people, again, with the bacon thing, don't fucking cram it in everything. You don't need pumpkin-flavored mayonnaise. Like, get out of here. Shoo, be gone with you. But I like, you know, occasional pumpkin spice muffin or, you know, maybe a, a, a drink that's a little pumpkin-y. That's fine, whatever. Just don't overdo it. But when we're getting, you know, through the fall season, now now Christmas is coming around. And if you listen to last year's uh, Christmas special that I did, you, you will remember that I don't like Christmas. I know, woe is me, not, not enjoying the season, but we're getting close to it, and that reminded me of some of the candy that comes out that time of year, specifically peach blossoms. So if you have ever been as unfortunate as I am to, to eat a peach blossom, then you will understand the description I'm about to give. Peach blossoms fucking suck. They're from, like, 1910, 
and it's an old people candy. It's kind of like a Werther's, you know, where it's kind of crunchy on the outside. It's got a gooey inside. But at least that's just like butterscotch on butterscotch or butterscotch on caramel or, you know, whatever combination of that. And those aren't bad because that's a good combination. But you know what isn't a good combination? Peach and peanut butter. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? But not only is it filled with peanut butter, the shell that it's made out of, it's it's this gross, dry, fragmented peach Jolly Rancher, and they just inject it with peanut butter. So you go and you eat it, and you bite into it, and it, one, it blows up into a thousand little pieces. Not only a thousand little pieces, a thousand little sharp pieces that stab into you, possibly make your mouth bleed, and then you're chewing on peanut butter, and the peanut butter is now, you know, riddled with, like, this razor blade sharp peach shit. It's awful. I don't know why people like it. People don't like it. It's a garbage-ass candy. It's made by, like, Necco or something. You know those little uh, Necco wafer things that you can buy? Like, the, the mushed-up chalk discs or whatever? It's the same company that made makes that, and I don't remember what they're called. It might be Necco. I don't know. And the target demographic for that kind of candy is, I don't know, 85 and older. Because those were the people who, you know, back in the day, whatever day it was, you know, 1940, they'd go over to their grandparents who were born in fucking 1850, and they'd suck on a couple peach blossoms. Well, those people are not, they're not going to be around forever. So that means... And it it brings so much joy to me. Peach blossoms won't exist forever. Sad about the elderly. Not sad about peach blossoms. They can go fuck themselves. If you ever want to torture yourself or torture your friends. Torture your friends and your family. Buy peach blossoms. There's a PSA from Miles. You know, go on down to your local store and pick up some peach blossoms. Make everybody hate you. Those are my topics. Uh, let's talk briefly about what I've been up to. I was on vacation uh, last week, week before. Yeah, last week. And I did this uh, this new and magical thing that I'm not used to in, in uh, this day and age. I sat and I played through a video game. I know. It's unheard of. I collect hundreds of video games a year. What don't I do? Sit down and actually fucking play them. It's It's the plight of every video game collector. You know, like, when I started avidly collecting video games, maybe about, I don't know, six, seven years ago, like, really, you know, I want to collect, you know, these things. This is fun. When I'd buy a game, I'd come home, and I would would genuinely try to play it. You know, I'd buy some weird sports games, and I'd only play it for a little bit here and there. You know, nothing much. But I would, everything I got, I would, I would try. But then it got to a point. And uh, anybody who collects video games or music, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You get to a point where, like, you get, like, ten games at once. It's like, oh, my God, this is so many games. You play through, like, one or two of them. Oh, boy, this is great. But then you get a couple more. Well, those other games, uh, they'll, they'll get backlogged. I'll get to them eventually. Then you got, like, 20 games. Then you never... Then you stop touching those games. And at that point... They start to build up, and they look nice on my shelves. Don't get me wrong. I love how they they look. They're aesthetically beautiful. Beautiful. But I'm never going to play them all. 
I know that for a fact. I have games on the N64. I would say out of all my systems, the N64 is the one that I've probably played the most out of the games that I own for it. And I own like 240 games for it. So I've I've put some time into each game. A little bit. Not so much the sports games, because, you know, who who really wants to go back and play Madden 98? There's no real reason to ever go back to that. But, like, systems like the PlayStation 2. I, I, I've only got a few games for it. I can't tell you the last time I fired up my PlayStation 2. I think the last time I did, I played, like, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And that was only for a little bit because I didn't... I don't like the PlayStation 2. That's another unpopular opinion. Don't like the PlayStation 2. I think I said that in the last episode. But, the, but the, on my vacation, I was like, you know, I got some games. I want to actually play through. So... The, the dedicated episode uh, of a video game review is probably going to be for uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I played through for the first time. I had played it a couple years ago, and I didn't finish it, and I started over and got through it on my vacation. I pretty much dumped an entire work a work week's worth of time into it, but I played it, and it was, it was fun. Uh, now, because I guess I'm on a kick, and I, I'm just... This is great. I'm, I'm, like, wanting to play games and, like, play through them. I'm playing uh, Conquer Live and Reloaded, which is the uh, N64 remake, or the ex- original Xbox remake of an N64 game. There we go. Of the game Conquer's Bad Fur Day. And it, it's really fun. I'm enjoying it. It's got some problems. Uh, every game, every game's gonna have problems. It's whatever. It happens. I'm playing through it, and I, I'm loving it. I don't know about loving it. So the farther I get through the game, the more it just makes me like, man, I just want to get through the rest of this game, and I want to play another game. What am I going to play? I don't know. I haven't picked out what I want to do after that. Uh, two, two games, you know, that's a lot of games for me to, to actually sit and play through. You know, because I like playing the games that are, you know, pick up and play, like Tetris. Or Outrun 2. Love Outrun 2. But it's like, I can sit down, play a, a, a couple runs at it, or whatever, uh, in like 20 minutes. And I, I have just as much fun as I, as I would if I were to sit down and play like a, an RPG, which I... Those are a hard sell for me, because that's a time commitment. Or like um, those first-person shooter games. I used to be uh, pretty good at those and play those a lot. Um, but going back and... Going back to him is eh. All right, I was going to quickly talk about Chick-fil-A. Uh, on my vacation, I drove down to Chick-fil-A with a few friends of mine, and what we discovered is that at Chick-fil-A, you can order drinks in gallon form. I know, sounds amazing. But it's it's a limited menu when it comes to the gallon form. It's like their, their lemonades, their iced teas, uh, and I think that's it. I think they have a couple varieties of flavors, but that's that's it. So I bought a, a gallon of unsweetened iced tea when I was there, and it was great. It was delicious. Took me like a day and a half to drink. It was like four four or five dollars. It's not bad for a fucking gallon of iced tea. That's a lot of iced tea. That's a lot of fucking iced tea. All right, we will. We will move on uh, to the listener-suggested topics. 
We got two of them, which is great. Thank you for the participation. I like it. We'll go with, uh, I guess, the quicker of the two first. Uh, the, the raid on Area 51. I think it's a great idea. Fucking go for it. Do it. Yeah. Why not? How can... The government can't stop all of them, right? Uh, it's a really interesting thing. From, from what I've heard, it was like some kind of Facebook thing that, that happened that people were joining this group and they're like, we're going to go raid Area 51 and the government can't stop us all. We don't know what the government fucking has. I'm not going to sit here and be, you know, crazy conspiracy theory guy, but I remember watching some shit on, like, the History Channel or something like that about just some of the weird weapons that the governments w were tinkering with in, like, the 80s, and they were showing them off. And they had this thing that would literally microwave you. It was like this big dish that they put on top of a, a tank, and they were like, okay, we got the host over there. Just stand there. And he's like, okay. And they fucking microwaved him. And he's like, oh, God, my skid's boiling. And he, like, ran off. And they were like, okay, here's a plank of wood. That'll protect you from your from the microwave thing. And the, the host of the show's like, okay. And then he's, you know, they turn it on. And he's like, oh, God, it's melting my skid. And he runs away. So if, if the government can do something like that, uh, I'm sure they, they could do something. And people, I don't remember how many people signed up for the Facebook thing. It was like a million or something. Granted, that is a lot of people. But Area 51 is in the fucking middle of nowhere. Like, middle of the desert nowhere. So, chances of a million people just wandering off into the desert and being A-okay, everything's hunky-dory, you know, wee. It's not like it's, you know, oh, it's a mile, you know, off the road. It's like 30, 40, 50 miles in, into nothing. Uh, there's a reason for that, because they don't want people there. I'm sure they'd come up with something. I've heard speculation that they have this, uh, uh, like, sound cannon that'll just go like, wow, 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 and, like, blow up everyone's eardrums or something. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to get into crazy conspiracy stuff. I mean, that would be kind of cool. If, if, like, people actually did get there and were like, what do you got here? It would never happen, but it would be kind of interesting and nifty. But uh, I guess uh, the Navy, like a video leaked from the Navy that they saw some, some weird object that they didn't know what it was in the sky. And the Navy had to like confirm that they didn't know what it was. So that was kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. Aliens and shit, man. They're out there. Listeners of the Miles Podcast, please put on your tinfoil hats now. You know, that kind of shit. I love it. Uh, and then the, the second one that was suggested to me was game shows. Well, more specifically to talk about uh, Family Feud. I love the Family Feud. Give me the feud. But I'm going to talk about some other game shows that I like. But the Family Feud, I love it. Because Steve Harvey... He's a, he's a sly-ass motherfucker. I like him. He's funny. He interacts with them. He makes fun of the white people a lot, which is great because they're terrible people. Because, you know, you, you get Steve Harvey's up there, and the, uh, the question would be like, we asked a, a hundred married men what kind of product would they like on their sandwich or something. And, you know, nerdy white guy number one would be like, uh, Steve, I would... 
like to say, uh, mayonnaise, and then everyone's like, yay, good answer, good answer, and then, bing, number one is mayonnaise. And then you get to the next kid, and he's like, uh, ketchup, and then everyone's like, yay, good answer, good answer, good answer. Bing, number three, or whatever. Then you get to the, 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 the mom or something, and she'd be like, Oh, Steve, I would like to put a, a kumquats on my sandwich. And then everyone's like, good answer, good answer, good answer. It's not a good answer. It's a terrible answer. And then, you know, they get it wrong, and then the other team gets it, and then they're like, oh, you know, cheese, and then boom, they win. It's a fun show. It's, it's a great show to, like, sit down with some friends and some family or whatever and just watch it and have fun. You know, you can call out the answers. You can say, like, well, who the fuck would ever think of that? Like... Why would someone answer that? Uh, so, it's a great show. I would say it's probably one of my favorite modern-day game shows. Uh, you know, like, The Price is Right. That's I wouldn't say it's always timeless, because that's a little hard to, like, watch older ones. Um, and even some of the newer ones are a little weird, because, you know, you play something like the grocery game or whatever uh, in, in The Price is Right. And they give you a bunch of products, and they're like, guess the price of this can of Campbell's soup. And... Again, people just go up and they say, like, $7. And then, bing, they're right. Like, they're going off of California prices. And I guess shit in California is fucking expensive. Because, like, here, a can of Campbell's soup is, like, you know, a dollar or two. But out there, that shit is whack. But I can always sit down and watch that, you know, guessing the prices of things. Because I'm mildly okay at that. But then we take, you know, we go into the Wayback Machine. And we start talking about game shows of yesteryear. Well, we can goddamn hear the train. Through the fucking microphone. Sorry, everybody, if you can hear a off in the distance. So some of my favorite game shows, either I was too young when they aired, or I wasn't even born when they aired. And one of my favorites, and I and I want to get it on DVD or something. I don't know if they if even put game shows on fucking DVD. Legend of the Hidden Temples. On Nickelodeon, you got Nickelodeon Guts. Um, you got. Uh, Nick Arcade, that one was cool. Double Dare 2000, loved it. Card Sharks, that that's the one that I liked the most. And so I think I've talked about Legends of the Hidden Temple before, how the prizes kind of sucked, and and um, until you got to the last one. And Nickelodeon Guts was cool because it was like, do these extreme sports, whoa, do them fast, climb the aggro crag, and it was like, whoa, what's the aggro crag? It's a giant you know mountain in the middle of a sports arena. Nick Arcade was cool because they were like pretend video games that kids would play and whatnot. And I remember as a as a small child, I was probably middle school, getting up super early to catch the viewing or the the, the showing. It was at like four in the morning on this channel called Nickelodeon. What was it called? Sports or or something. I don't remember what it was called, Nickelodeon Extreme or uh, Nickelodeon something. I, I, I'll look it up while I'm talking about it because I wouldn't say it's important, but it's it's important enough. Uh, Nickelodeon Gas, maybe? I don't know. But it was only on at uh, at those weird hours of the morning, and I, and I loved it. I catch it before school, and then I go to school and talk to everyone about it, and it was probably on the early 80s. No, sorry, not the early 80s, the uh, early 90s, end of the 80s, perhaps. And then you had uh, Double Dare 2000, and I loved 
Double Dare 2000. That's what it was, Nick Gas. Um, it stood for Game and Sports for Kids. And it, it was a re-ran, re-ran on there. That's what it was. Figured out was okay also. Forgot about that one. But Double Dare 2000 was super cool. Again, I love going back and watching these old shows because I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I'm more cultured now, I'd like to think. So now I can answer some of the questions that, you know, the teams get asked. But let's talk about card sharks. Uh, God, just looking at the Wikipedia page, I'm like, man, I just want to watch some fucking card sharks. Uh, brief synopsis, it, it was uh, like end of the 70s, end of the 80s. The 80s ones suck, but the 70s ones are gold. All right, so quick uh, synopsis. Uh, the game has two contestants compete to control a row of oversized playing cards by answering questions posed by the host and then guessing on the next card is if it's higher or lower than the previous one. So they would ask him a question or like who would ever get control. And I remember specifically there was one question and the way the questions were always worded, it was like you had to guess between like one and a hundred. We added up uh, out of a hundred CEOs of companies, how many of them were women? And you'd have two contestants. I remember the episode, they had this like Wilford Brimley looking old guy with a bolo tie and a Texas hat absolutely probably like detested women and he was like ah oh, you know what i say i i say zero uh i don't think women can run a comp uh, company uh no no sir that is a man's job i'm gonna give you a spoiler alert he didn't get it right so then they they went over to the second contestant and the second second contestant was probably like a lady in her 20s uh circa you know 1978 so she was like ah uh, I think that it is, uh, I would say maybe like, uh, 10. So the guy was like, well, you know, out of a hundred CEOs that we looked at, uh, 15 of them were women. And then, you know, the lady's like, yay, I got it right, or I was close enough. And so she gets, you know, control of the whatever. And then the, the old sexist, uh, Texan guy was like, gosh, darn it. Women can't be in the workplace. And then I want to say the uh, the the host was smoking a cigar or something. I love it because those old game shows they, they were just they were they were sexist. They were racist. The they would smoke and they would just be mean to each other. It's from a different time and I love it so much for some reason. I don't know. It's it's fun. It's it's cool to see a you know a different time period and then when you go even farther back there's another game show network because there's the game show network but then there's another one and the other game show network that isn't the game show network is called buzzer now i don't have cable television and i've only got to experience this magical buzzer channel and i think it's like uh b-u-z-z-r or something i've only experienced it like a handful of times because you know just when I'm, like, out and about or at someone's house. They got the old shit. Like, I'm talking 1940s through, like, early 60s game shows. And those are even worse and or better. Because some of the games are, are you know, super simplistic and dumb. Um, like, here's a panel of... Uh, you know, three three people. Uh, one of them is lying to you about what they do for a job. 
Uh, find out which one it is by asking them 20 questions. You know, it, they, they turned all those things like uh, that people did during that era into game shows. I mean, they still do the same thing, but things back then were a little, you know, different. So it's like, all right, we've got Carl here. He's going to hit this hoop with a stick, the best out of everybody. And it's like, well, what's he going to win? $20. And then, wee, he wins 20 bucks. So that 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 channel, I I should look more into it because those older ones, they're a lot of fun. And I bet, I bet Card Sharks is on there now. Or so says the uh, the Wikipedia page for it. I guess they brought it back this year? No, don't bring it back. No, don't make it PC. No, god damn it. Another good one from the 70s uh, was like the guessing game or like the celebrity guessing game or something. And they'd have like 10 celebrities of the time and they would all, again, just be like smoking cigars while sitting on, the, you know, wearing just these horrid brown relaxitos and smoking cigars and... So much shag rug. I love it. It's great. Um, so if you ever get a chance to check out Card Sharks, or if I've completely turned you off of it, off of it because of how racist and sexist it, it potentially is, um, well, then whatever. But if, you, if I haven't, check it out. It's pretty fun. I remember I found a couple episodes up on the, uh, the YouTube. I like doing that. Maybe that's what I'll do after I record the podcast, is I'll go, go watch some Card Sharks. Uh, so I think uh, this is the end of this episode of the Miles Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please give it a, a, a thing, a like on Podbean or a positive review on iTunes or Apple Podcast, whatever the, the app's called. I appreciate it, and I, I hope you guys did. You can always follow me on the Instagram. Hey, this, this episode, I wasn't a, a shameless whore and just kept talking about Instagram. But if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it is at MetalMiles15. That is M-Y-L-E-S. Feel free. You can see pictures of my cat, uh, other things that I do from time to time. I post quite a few stories that are fun. So, yeah. So, until next time, until the dedicated episode of Zelda Breath of the Wild, oh, bye. Bye.